This is a Federal News Network podcast. The good news for contractors is that the government is operating at full pace. Spending on contracts is up a little. The bad news is that the government is operating at full pace. Since the end of March, agencies have pumped out dozens of new rules. And for a roundup and the effects it's all having, the executive vice president and counsel at the Professional Services Council, Alan Chavotkin. Alan, it sounds like the money is great, but the strings are a little bit much, huh? Well, there's certainly a lot of strings to wrap around uh, $3 trillion worth of spending, Tom. And I'm um, not surprised. People need information. They want to know who's eligible, how to apply, and how fast they're going to get their money in, this, in these times. And federal agencies have really uh, upped their game enormously. I mean, the pace has been almost frenetic. Uh, the Small Business Administration has issued six interim rules, and these aren't one-sentence, two-sentence rules. These are multi-page regulations uh, about how the new paycheck protection program uh, should operate. Uh, the Department of Defense has issued uh, over 25 separate memos and uh, contract class deviations just through last Friday uh, from the significant uh, regulations dealing with accelerated payments and progress payments to some of the mundane issues. Uh, GSA, Department of Homeland Security, USAID, they're all all issuing lots of guidance, frequently asked questions. Keeping up with this is a full-time job in and of itself. Yes, and so the spending that was already happening, I guess, is continuing to happen because people are teleworking, including contract officers. But then there's some fresh spending related to all of the efforts the government has going for the COVID-19 across a lot of agencies, including DOD. So these regulations are related to that spending specifically, or are they using the situation to get some other regulations through that they might have wanted to anyhow? Well, there's certainly regulations dealing with uh, COVID-19 spending. Uh, They've raised the thresholds for procurement. They've uh, reduced some of the certifications that are required. They've uh, made other changes in the regulations. Some of them are as a result of the laws enacted, uh, some of them longstanding authorities for emergency situations. Uh, but many of the regulations that we've talked about, uh, the SBA regulations, most of the DOD regulations, uh, aren't related to direct spending on COVID-19, but all of the activity associated with it. All right. Anything significant, though? What are the rules that seem to be the most burdensome or the most difficult to understand, even if they're not burdensome, when you finally understand them? Well, uh, so I mentioned the uh, Paycheck Protection Program, PPP, that uh, this is the ability of companies to... Uh, apply for loans from the Small Business Administration. It was the signature program and uh, one of the legislative proposals. Uh, So everything from the application form to who's eligible, what's required to be submitted, uh, it's not burdensome uh, except uh, you've got to go through and understand that, and I'm concerned that a lot of companies uh, haven't been able to do so fully. And the pace of change, uh, regulations at SBA have come out on uh, April 27th, again on April 28th, and further frequently asked questions. So, again, just keeping up with that uh, is a real challenge for companies. Uh, We've seen in the regular contracting process um, the disruption that's occurred because of COVID-19. So even though agencies aren't buying specifically, many agencies are, Homeland Security, DOD are buying COVID-19-related products. Uh, Things like uh, accelerated payments on invoices, raising the progress payment rate, 
from the current uh, 80% to uh, 90% for uh, other than small businesses and from 90 to 95% for small businesses, significant cash flow benefit uh, that's been adopted by the Department of Defense by the many of the far the civilian agencies as well. So that's the kind of activity that's taking place. Uh, complicated, yes, you've got to stay on top of it, but the enormous benefits that the government is making available to the private sector. We're speaking with Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And you've been tracking also the development of, well, only half of Congress is even in town this week, but they're still working apace on the NDAA, the National Defense Authorization Act for 2021, and to some extent on the budget for 2021. What's new there? The calendar doesn't stop just because of COVID-19, and so uh, the armed services committees have been working uh, the members have been working, the staff have been uh, working uh, with the industry, with the Department of Defense to put together the spending bill, the authorization for the Nash, for DOD. Uh, there was a hope that if the House were to reconvene this week, uh, that they would have uh, begun the markup in the committee. Uh, now, the, if they come back in next week, uh, there may be some effort at getting some of the members together uh, with a respectable distance, of course, uh, to see if they can proceed uh, with marking up the NDAA. Uh, and, of course, the FY21 appropriations uh, still needs to be enacted by September 30. That seems like a long way off until you look at uh, the pace of activity and how difficult it is to get appropriations through. Uh, we've been urging the Congress to take early action on the appropriations and act as much as you can sooner so that agencies and the contractor community knows exactly what to expect in FY21 that'll start uh, on October 1st and not wait until September or October or worse after the start of the fiscal year. So we're continuing to watch that, continuing to engage with the Hill, with the staff as best we can, and uh, we we're very pleased to see that the appropriations committees uh, have agreed to an allocation of spending in FY, for FY21. That's usually been one of the more difficult procedural issues to get over in order to start that process. And is it too difficult to draw a line between some of these class deviations that have been coming out of DOD? Any chance... Or is there any connection between those and what might end up in the NDAA with respect to the procurement reform that they usually put in there? I think some of them will. Some of these are, are temporary reforms that uh, make uh, great sense. Some of them are correcting you know, longstanding issues that uh, nobody really needed to think about until you get into a, a crisis situation like this pandemic has presented. Uh, the Department of Defense, uh, even before this, had submitted uh, seven rounds of legislative recommendations to the Congress for uh, adjustments to uh, the, some of them relating to acquisitions, some of them relating to personnel practices. And I think the uh, COVID-19 environment uh, has created heightened attention to a lot of what used to be normal and nobody worried about it or uh, thought they had the, the need to change which is now creating that opportunity. So there may be opportunities, uh, but there's also not as much time uh, to develop those packages as, uh, as one would like. 
Alan Chavotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.